Welcome to the Human Design Collective podcast, where we explore this system as a unique map of our potential, from the mundane to the mystical. If it's your time to dive deeper into your design, we invite you to our Living Your Design workshop, meeting September 11th and 25th, 2021. Rave ABCs is the next step in the foundation courses, through which we begin to see into the mechanics of the body graph. We invite you to join us for our next live class starting November 10th, 2021. For more information, go to courses.humandesigncollective.com. In this episode, we are pleased to bring you an in-depth conversation with Martin Grassinger. He's a 4-6 emotional generator who began his exploration with human design almost 30 years ago. As a master homeopath, he has applied design knowledge to his daily practice with clients. This special experience has provided him with profound insights about the complexity of the body and the guidance we can find in the details of the body graph. His warm and enthusiastic dedication to understanding our natural health is an inspiration and a grounding force at a chaotic time. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Yeah, how came design into my life? There were friends living on the island of Ibiza, and I visited them once, twice a year because I could make a vacation there and to stay there and to have contact beside the tourists. It was a little bit as well like a German ghetto. That's how, how it works. Even not only in the island, but so this area. But they had contacts outside and so on. And whenever I came there, every time, because I was working on something, at this time I was working with astrology before I came to design. I was sitting in the garden. They all had troubles with their relationships. I did composite horoscopes. And there was a lady just coming along, and uh, she was from South America somewhere. And I never seen her. She asked me what I'm doing, and because she didn't understand it. And I tried a little bit to explain it with English, a little bit Spanish, all of this. And she said, that's so weird. I can't understand it. I just met someone who's also weird. I can't understand it, maybe. <laughs> should bring you in contact. So I said, yes, why not? I'm here. Maybe the next day or whatsoever. She, she just came back, said, I talked to this guy and he's open to meet you. And we made an appointment for the upcoming week. I don't know. It was somewhere deep in the fields, a lonely finca, very poor. There he lived. The first time we met, he, he told me a little about the human design system. I told a little bit about my work. I was working as a classical homeopath. And he said, okay, give me your birth data. And uh, two days later, 12 o'clock, come back here. I give you a reading and then maybe you understand it. You get it. So I did. <laughs> and then we were in this poor finca. There was one table in this room with the cassette player because there was the possibility to no, it was the table and in the other side of the room of the room there was the only chance to plug in to record the reading the cassette player and we were sitting with the back to this recording so no idea what recording didn't didn't work he gave me a reading I was sitting there with this feeling inside it's interesting, but I don't know who is this guy. No idea. Absolutely no idea. I was so far away from myself. So far away from myself. 
Therefore, it was important I get in contact with it. Upcoming night, the following night, I had a dream. I saw the wheel. I saw each gate out of the zodiac falling into place into the body graph. Yeah, so the one, the two, the three, the four, everything until 64. And then it goes backwards, 64, 63. I woke up and there was something inside of me. That's easy. I know it. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Then we met again and he said, okay, I explained the system to you, but we should use data from your clients so that we right from the start, we have something we can look at and to have an application. His approach was completely different from mine because I was always looking for something that helps me to individualize a client and to work on the individual base. That's very limited with the horoscope. And so this was something, wow. okay, step into it. I came from the perspective of physiology, of the body, of reality, of life, not on mechanics. And therefore, we met from both sides. The human design system was a field of integration. And I always started to study the I Ching in my youth because it was so fascinating to me. I have studied the Kabbalah and the chakra system. I was teaching the chakra system and everything that's in there. I was familiar with it. Mm -hmm. And that was something that was very helpful. And so we had, until he, he left for America, we had a very fruitful relationship. We met several times. We traveled through Germany. He was working for a month in my practice in Hamburg. And so... It was very close, and whenever I figured out something new, I showed it to him. Whenever he figured out something to you new, he showed it to me, and we discussed it and to see how it how it works. And so, yeah, it was very, very unique and very important to my way. And even right from the beginning, he encouraged me to, and he said, "Okay, you have you, your knowledge, you have your experience." and said, I should develop health-related courses and to teach them. And this was what I was, right from the start, I was developing and, and doing it. And, and therefore, this was my way. This was my way to go. Now, it's about 30 years, 30 years ago. Wow. So you were researching together right from the first meeting almost. Yeah. Can you tell us, in that first meeting with you mentioned that you were far from yourself. Were there specific things that he said to you about your design that were especially impactful in those first meetings? I can't remember, especially it was just something, okay, interesting, but I have to take into consideration that's me. Right from the start, something, I believe him. And on the other side, because I was still searching for the truth that keeps me kept me going just to see all the the enneagram the tarot all of that so it's a closed room and there there's a wall and it's limit and it was the reason i moved over to the next system the next system the next system. and now when i look back for 30 years i never looked for another system so my image is always when i come to a point when i felt this kind of limitation and I don't know how to get across. 
In the old systems, there was a wall. And in this system, there's a wall, but there's a door. And I could open the door and say, whoa. For example, the amino acids, or, or, or now I'm very busy the last years with the anatomy of the brain and the nervous system and the, the, the various parts of. And this year I want to teach for the very first time, because Ra never did it, to teach self-reflected consciousness, what it means. In our physiology, with our mental plane, with our emotional plane, what is self-reflected consciousness? How it works, how it's the chemistry, how it's the physiology, all of that. I didn't have to look outside. It's there. There's one part... It's not the right way that I have to find it because I learned a lot in the beginning because there were, and I also had dreams, where gates were looking at me. I had a question. I looked at this body graph and something was looking at me. It was my favorite right from the start because I couldn't tell people anything from the beginning. We didn't even have a computer program. I did it with my astrological program and then go back 88 degrees, make another horoscope and then just to sit there and with the red pen and everything in and then with the black pen, everything. So that was my way to learn. And on the other hand, it was the difference because from every client, I did a body graph. When I was fast, it was 45 minutes in the end to bring everything into it. And then it was lying there and I had the chance to listen for an hour to this person and to look at the body graph. Mm -hmm. And still up to date, it's, it's a way of learning something. So to get information and to see how it is. And when it came more often and it was looking at me, there was something, aha, uh -huh, maybe that's it. Maybe you should look at this and this. And then I had the chance doing the reading just maybe in the end, may I ask you the question, because I'm working on this. In your case, is it, because I see this there, is it like this way? And then the reaction was, how can you know? It always, until today, it proves me that this system is perfect. Just by experience. To have this chance to work with it and being on the cross of service. <laughs> to be able to be of service with something that's of service to me. I was always looking for something that's of service to my purpose to help people according to their uniqueness. You know, all of these systems and then astrology and finally human design system. That's the best of service to what I want to be of service to the collective. So that's it, it's a collective cross. So in that initial time when he suggested, hey, take this and go do some research on health or go develop some, some teaching on health, where did you start? I started in the energy format because um, I was trained or educated 12 years by an old lady. She was a neurologist, a doctor. She educated me privately 12 years in classical homeopathy. And according to classical homeopathy, to the founder, Samuel Hahnemann, there are three, he called it miasms. So which three basic forces of all the illness we know. And then I looked at this body graph and I see three energy formats. 
everything about it from the classical homeopathy, about how the body is working, and then how this relates to these three energy formats, or in addition, what these three energy formats can tell me more precisely about what I already know. It's always a give and take. And therefore, I started with the energy formats. At this time in the beginning, we had no idea about the circuits. The circuits came up in 1992, a year later, something like that, or 1993, I don't know. And then it was more the chance to differentiate all of this and to see how it works and so on. And it leads to the very first health-related course I did in 1995. It was in, in Munich. At this time, Ra was sitting as a student in, in, in the room. Yeah, so everything started, even from my perspective in terms of health, because every single circuit in the design system represents the mechanic of something that belongs to health. So the therapist, every disease, healing, medication, application, being healthy or not, and all of that. So, And this was something very fascinating to me that the mechanic of it is just precisely the description is in there. That was the way. The second part was, I call it the planetary key. So this is not the, the, the perspective of planets coming from astrology. This is a perspective of planets coming out of the human design system. And this gives even in psychology a wider perspective because many people said, okay, the splenic center is the immune system. And it wasn't enough that I, I just said no. So therefore I had to make a course and to, to show where the immune system is, how it works, and what the reality of the Splenic Center is. So, the, And this was, in a specific way, my way to develop courses and to go step by step and step by step. So the same thing that the heart center is not the heart. So therefore, I have to explain how the heart is organized, how it's working, and so on, and what the heart center is really all about. These were, in the end, the steps. I had to go and I'm still on the way. The door's always open. <laughs> yeah. Keeps going. Martin, you had mentioned that you saw the role or the function of the spleen a little bit differently in the heart. If I recall, I think I had heard a recording of yours sometime back where you were also talking about the root center and the way that you were describing it went beyond the normal, I guess, standard things that you hear about the root center in human design. And one of the, the points that you were making was that, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that this was your talk where you were saying that the root represents different types of joy, that there's this fundamental joyousness theme to the root center, not just what we would think of as, say, pressure or stress. Yeah, that's basically... I. I love language and I love words. I know I'm trained in NLP, this neuro-linguistic programming and so on. If you give people a surface structure, they fill it with their deep structure. So if you say pressure, most people don't have anything positive in the deep structure. Mm -hmm. And the root center is the root. And I want the people to be rooted in something positive. So therefore, I don't use the pressure center. 
in a sense, because of the parakidneys. What, do, what are the parakidneys doing? They give injections into the body to make sure that there's a metabolism. So this is a starting center. This is an, I don't know the English word, yeah, in, in this way. Because even if we are sitting here, the root center is injecting. The parakidneys are injection. Otherwise, we would drop dead. So it had to be, even when we are asleep. We have to move through the processes, beginnings, middles, and ends, beginnings, middles, and ends, and so on. That's something deeply, deeply positive. And because I studied the uh, Jing, I started to study it in, in uh, even in my youth, and even the anatomy of the hexagrams. And you can say the lower trigram is the inner world, and the upper trigram is how it goes into the outer world. When you look at the lower trigrams of the root center, you have... You have six times the joy is the lake, and you have three times keeping still the mountain. So what's the true nature of the root center? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing more. Of course, we cannot use or misuse as a pressure center. We are able to set ourselves on a pressure. It's also the same with the adrenaline mechanism. There's only one gate with adrenaline. The body doesn't need nine gates for adrenaline. One gate is enough. There's much more to do to keep the body running, to keep the business running, all of that. This was something I was, I was just missing, just to be more precise, because the human design system gives us the opportunity to do so. Even we can distinguish between instinct and intuition. And even in the design community, people, they mix it. That's my intuition. No, it's your instinct, or the other way around, or it's my gut feeling. We can make it precise. So to me, that's the chance, so that we can help people, because instinct and intuition were completely different. And if I can tell something, you can rely on your instinct and explain how an instinct is working within us, and not about intuition, because this is completely different. Then I give this person the chance to rely on something that he can be physically aware of, because it is physically. But if I'm able to, to distinguish between this and that, even on emotions, yeah, so emoting and feeling and sensing and all of that stuff, we know how to differentiate. And this is my, my main maybe task, I don't know, to teach it. To be a human being, to me, is a miracle, is a wonder. And that we have the chance by this system to look into the cards, to see it. So it's revealed. One of the connection between Ra and me, he was his 61-1. So this occult knowledge, and there's my Mercury. So it was all of my life just to be on this. And there was one of the points we, we met and to see it's, it's important that we reveal it. It has no longer be something that's occult to the collective. And the human design system gives us the chance to be precise. I wanted to be precise as possible, much as possible. And over the decades now, I see it goes even more. It brought me to the point more and more 
to see it as a tool that people have the chance to recognize physically what's written in there. Yeah, the same with so-called PHS. Yeah, you can take it as a mechanic, you can take it as labels, you can take it this, but how does it work in your body so that you can feel it, that you can rely on, that you know why it has to be? That's something for me that's so important to to give the information in a reading, mostly in readings, of course, and uh, also in my in my seminars. So it sounds like in your one-on-one work, there was, or maybe there still is, a kind of collaborative process of you hearing from the person that you're working with and refining this language for them or with them. Yeah, I always come with what comes in my mind. I had the situation with a, it was when I when I was in the United States and and doing readings and there was a woman and she had fifty nine five, yeah, which is the gigolo, uh, so all of this, and it was the time when we were reading the lines, so she was reading the line and saying, "Yes, I know, Mother Nature," and it was something that deeply, deeply resonated in me with what this line is all about, this erotic towards everything and being open for the, for the fertility of the entire world. There are several things that I, I learned from people, how they experience this for them and how they name it. And so th- this is just an additional name in a sense to it. It's not a one-way street. Maybe it's my my definition, uh, 659. So this is, yeah, this is the umbilical cord, and the umbilical cord is always both sides. I really love what you're saying about the precision and being specific. The example that you gave of instinct versus intuition, that's something that I've been kind of looking at as well. Love to hear if you would, could share your understanding of the difference of that, because that's something I hear a lot from people where they're talking about their gut, or they're talking about their intuition, their instinct, and it all tends to get blended together. Instinct requires a memory database. So instinct is something that is not only out of this incarnation. The body graph is the body, yeah, because that's the material world, and we have to support it to make sure that it that it works. We have to fulfill the demands. We have to see how to work with it, and so on. And therefore, there's a memory database in the body. The example I I always give is maybe you're in the skyscraper on floor number 350 and you go to the window and there are some people that say, "Ah, no. Yeah. And other people that say, hey, great. Or on the Grand Canyon, there's one. So when you can walk on glass, if you can do this or not physically, that's in your memory database. Because maybe there's nothing in your incarnation now that you just compare this situation with something, maybe be negative or, or this or that. It's just there. So this is the way how you work with your physiology, with your body, and to see, oh no, no. And there are basics inside of us, wild animals, fire, whatsoever, so that we just by instinct know not to do it. And this to smell a rat also, because some people, they just have it and other people don't. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you look at the body graph, the ego circuit, 
it's nothing with the mind. If you know something instinctively, you know it. Yeah, maybe on the stock exchange and you know you should do it or you don't do it. So that's just something, explain it to me, I can't. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it comes out of the instinct, basically on the right side of the ego circuit, if there's something unconscious, this is something deep, deep, deep from former generations and you still have it inside of you. This is something I integrate in my work, and this is something I experienced over the time that I'm able to help people to deal with it. Because you cannot escape it. It is the way it is. And then to say, okay, you are embodying it. It's your chemistry. Yeah, it comes out of the, the parakidneys. This is something that requires a memory database. And if you make an experience, it will be stored in your memory database. Maybe you ignore that when you boil the water and you touch it, you make the experience and then instinctively the next time, if it's similar like that, you go away with your hand. Yeah, so this is something that's enriching your memory database in terms of instinct. But there are also a lot of things inside of us as humans, we don't have to learn it. We already know it. Our body knows it. That's the memory database. And uh, intuition is something that something inside of you gives you an insight you have never had before in your entire life. In this way, it was shown to you right now, and then it's gone. Because intuition is knowing circuit, yeah? And a knowing circuit is the moment. It's the circuit of the moment. And the next moment, the moment before, is past. And so, therefore, that's different. For example, when you look at 32 six line, 28 six line, both six lines and the only, only lines where self-destruction is mentioned. 32 six is a self-destruction by habits over a long time. Yeah, maybe for decades you smoke the cigarettes and then you have lung cancer. So that's the possibility. But you do it according to the sixth line because it gives you inner peace and quietness and it's great and so on. So 28-6, these are these, in a sense, these people as a possibility. They commit suicide just in an instant because of a situation. Because in this very moment, life doesn't make sense. And sometimes before you kill me, I kill myself. So what to do? To explain it in a sense how it works and why it's so difficult to work with people, what my task as a therapist is as well, just to help people to change their habits because they do a lot of things instinctively without thinking about it. Yeah, it happens, so cigarette or a glass of wine in the evening. And after decades, they have uh, the liver is not able to work with it anymore. There are a lot of examples. So to make it complete, most people I know, for example, with 32-6, they know exactly what may kill them mm -hmm. and they keep away from it. Yeah, it doesn't mean that they, they will do and finally they will die uh, or whatsoever. No, 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 no. Therefore, the design system is describing principles of life. 
and how they work, what they can be. That's the way I use it, like a toolbox. And also basically to get a deeper understanding of life. And even for me, it, it helps me to understand a lot out of my biography. And I'm constantly learning and, and, and I had to because I was so far away from myself. It took me, I would say, between two and three cycles of seven years to integrate it in the end. Yeah. And not being forced to think about. So that's just something that's automatically inside of me. I think this was necessary because I had to be in touch with it constantly and to see how it works when it doesn't work. Therefore, to me, it was not something just, just mentally, yeah? because the system is for the mind. So according to the voice, so it is meant for the mind, but we're living in bodies and the mind is not meant to be the inner authority. But of course, it was to 100% until I met design. Hmm. Because I have a defined solar plex, I have a designed planet, but both gates are unconscious. So I wasn't even aware what this is all about and about my emotions. I'm emotional, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. I was constantly avoiding my emotions by being in the mind. Yeah, my unconscious earth in this is in the 17th gate. So that's the body physically. And I remember I was always telling people, yes, I have roots in heaven. So that's the unconscious earth. But I was just ignoring the rest. And this was out of the root. And this was existential. And it gave me the chance to learn a lot. But in the end, it didn't help me in life. So in real life, in teaching and all of this, or what I constantly did, other topics as well. So I think brilliant. So, but private. <laughs> so can you say more about the process of coming more into yourself through the emotional experience? By pain, by pain. In a sense, meeting people who are confronting me with my emotions and being in a relationship. And when I look back, I was always constantly in relationships where the woman has the 59.6 as well, the definition, mm. always. And this was something that helps because 59.6, by the way, is the definition you have to work on yourself as long as you live. And you need time and space for yourself, with yourself, every day. Not with other people, but also with yourself and for yourself. Because you cannot escape yourself. And you have to digest on it. So the first intimacy has to be, according to this definition, has to be with yourself. And if you are not intimate with yourself and honest and truly and everything that's there, how can you ever be honest and truly intimate with someone else? That's something I was forced to work on it. I'm still in this process. Fertility in this way never stops. 
Yeah, because of course it has the genetic imperative, but that's not what it's for, basically. That's a byproduct. I know a lot, a lot of people with this definition, they don't have children, but they have to confront themselves and they have to work on themselves. That's quite a job. <laughs> Mm -hmm. if you make it, if you don't avoid it, avoid it. So, yeah, it seems fascinating to me to just hear how much it sounds like you've synthesized and you've been able to learn and absorb and teach and develop through the mind. But also, like you're saying, you have these definitions that are so deeply wired in the body. Can you say more about your experience of the of your kind of definition, both with that, the splenic sense and with the, the emotional experience. Due to astrology, I'm, my ascendant is twins. Yeah. So there's this one head is looking this way. The other head is looking that way. So this schizophrenia, <laughs> that's, that's something I know. Um, I learned something about the advantage of split because I have the capacity to just be on both of my sons, 58, 18. So judgment, 70% with this, without any emotion. Yeah, this is about facts. This is about boom, 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 that. And I can also just keep it away outside and jump on this capacity of building a fertile relationship emotionally to someone else independent from this theoretical bullshit facts whatsoever. And therefore, it's something that helps me. Even maybe in, in teaching, when I was teaching live, so I hope it will come back, just to tell the facts. And then there's a very personal question. And then to jump over and to get in touch with it. To get into this exchange, like the umbilical cord. To be fertile and hopefully to get something that's fertile to me and to see that we enrich the basic from 59.6 as well is the basic in the universe is one and one equals three. So my input and your input just hopefully is the fertility that leads to something new. In a sense, that's the basic. And it's also with the 59.6, I can be intimate with the book, that's the fertility of the book, and that's what me, and it can be very fertile to me. And the rest is number three. And then to see this is a much greater fertility in the world than just having children. In addition, I have a daughter, I have a grandchild, and so I'm very happy about this. It didn't stop when my daughter was an adult and doesn't need me anymore. This is something that helps me, and, and I know that as long as I live, I experience fertility in contact with the world. The way you're describing the 59.6 and the way you seem to embodiment, I'm taking it in in a way that I can feel it in a more specific way than I probably have ever felt before. So it's, mm -hmm. it's really interesting <laughs> to be on the receiving right. end of it. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, it's in your design as well. Yeah, there are so many people that said, I don't have it. I said, you have it. 
take a look, you have it. It's not something that's limited to a specific aspect. When you break it down, every gate to color, tone, base, you have more than a thousand variations for every single hexagram. So and according to my activation, I'm limited to one of more than a thousand and you are open to more than a thousand. Yes. I'm limited. You're open. You have it as well. So don't don't take it as a lack of, you know, so just to say everybody's complete, but there's something inside of you according to uniqueness that's most important for yourself and for the world. And this is something you have to live out. But you also have to have uh, an intimate relationship to yourself. Like for me, limited to my activations due to the planet, due to the line, due to the part of the hexagram, lower, upper, whatsoever. So I have to face it that way, even if I don't like it sometimes. Yeah. It's not always fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, it, it's through pain as well. Because that's my incarnation. Because of um, everything that hurts, takes place in an intimate relationship. Otherwise you have a distance. Yeah. So everything that hurted me was something that happens in a very intimate relationship. Of course, because of myself, I want to melt with the other side. Yeah, this is the, the 59.6. So then I had to suffer the consequences. So whenever I stepped in, an, in another relationship, it was again intimate so my wounds my buttons that can be pushed and activating a program inside of me which wasn't really nice was always possible in every relationship that comes close to me but i have to learn it's my button it's my program i was given the chance to confront it once again to see where it belongs to, what does it mean, and to solve it, in a sense. And of course, I can always say, no, I don't want, it's your fault, it's because you, like my father, all of that stuff, so the universe is generous, so the next person, poof. It was also something Ra said to me because I only have the sixth gate and he said the sixth gate in a specific way doesn't belong to the, to the emotional system. It's the source of all the waves which are there. But it's more something that it's standing outside because when you look at the, at the zodiac, you have the sixth gates of the streams you have in the first quarter of incarnation. Mm -hmm. The sixth gate is in the third, which is duality. So it's completely different. And therefore it's also, how do you relate to yourself? That's the first duality. And based of your relationship to yourself, how do you relate to the world, to someone else? If this is with yourself, something that doesn't work, how should it work with someone else? Yeah, they, by, by this I learned everything I know today, until today, 
out of these experience working with clients, studying books? Martin, you had mentioned the substructure a moment ago and the uniqueness found there. At what point in your process and your work with human design did PHS and the substructure enter in? It was something in 2000. Ra came up with a substructure. We had our discussions and he started to teach it. And it started with color. After a short period of time, he came up with the PHS. We had several fights with each other. But how could an open ego win against a defined ego? So we also had it with the PHS because he said personal health system uh, strategy whatsoever. And I said, Ra, this is not the primary health system. The primary health system is the immune system. Let's, let's call it the personal nutrition strategy, something like that. But he was so excited about his, I found out something has a relationship to health and it's the primary thing I found out, therefore I call it this and this and that. And so in our several fights we had, I know exactly when I didn't have a chance. So, okay, it was the way it is. It's hard for me today because I was traveling around the world and even now with Corona and all my discussions with this, because people think because it's meant, it's, it's, it's named to be the primary health system. If they follow this strategy, they don't have to do anything else. Yeah, because primary health. I met too many, too many analysts which are fulfilling everything they know from their design, but they are not healthy. There was something that, something what I like, that I just leave with questions. I want to find answers. How can it be? Why not? This and this and that. And, and so this came to this point that I was, was teaching the PHS strategy as, because in the end, you know something about circumstances. You don't know what to eat. And this is much more important. That's the reason I, I developed this uh, Rafe biology. So to see how your personal digestive system is working. And this is something that helps to individualize your PHS strategy. And then I'm able to see if you are a real vegetarian or a mental vegetarian, just to give people the information. What they do, that's totally up to them. And then if it's possible to add the blood type diet, all of that stuff, because I want to give my clients the, the best information they have, what they are doing out of this information, that's up to them. But basically to do this. But it was fascinating to step into the tones, into the sensory system. It helped me as well. I'm taste according to tone. These are the mouth breathers. And I know when I was a child, constantly my dad just Close your mouth, shut you, you look like an idiot. I didn't know, they didn't know. So it was something that, that says, yes, that's the way how it works. The other thing with the second tone, and this is also something I teach, if you have the second tone, you have to chew what you have in your mouth as long as possible. Then it gets alkaline, it has the reflex on your pancreas, how the, the, the small intestines are working and so on. If you do so, 
with this so you help your system and you will experience that you don't have to eat that much mm. because if you enjoy the taste or you can only enjoy the taste and you swallow immediately, 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 immediately. So you have only a short time, the joy. You want it again, want it again, want it again. So you need that much. And then to see how the physiology, how the interaction with these glands and the pancreas is working, what it means for your digestive system and so on and so on and so on. And then basically if you are emotional defined because this is the core of the digestive system. So what it means to a person with this. Coming from the PHS strategy, but then to step into the individuality and to see how, if you put all of this together, how it can be a physical experience to the person. Not a mental concept. You have to, I should. Yeah, so, but to see, yes, that's true. I feel the difference. And therefore, it's a body graph, as, but as the voice was saying, hey, the map is not the territory. Yeah, so the body graph is not the body. It was my approach, therefore, even right from the start, because when I came to design, my approach was physically, what was out of the physiology, the chemistry, all, all of that stuff. I want to know more than I already know. I want to know more precisely that for some things you cannot read it in books because they cannot describe it, but we can describe it and we can see it. That's why I'm so excited about it. So obviously there's this tremendous detail and depth and experimentation on this health system level. But then you also mentioned that one of your current teaching directives is around self-reflected consciousness. Can you tell us about the relationship between the two, between the physiological health and the consciousness? We are the only life form on planet Earth with two more awareness centers, mental, emotional. And they, in the background, constantly work together, never separate. That's not possible. And therefore we have the chance as a self-reflected consciousness to reflect on what we think, to reflect on how we feel, to reflect on, in a sense, what we think, what I mostly, I said it to people who are mentally defined, like you, for example, but you are very individual. Basically, it's not interesting what you think. It's more interesting why you are thinking what you think. And this is the start of self-reflected consciousness. Why am I thinking this? Because we know the mind easily can think the opposite. That's not the problem. So there must be a reason why I am thinking this. The Ajna Center, as well as the Soloplex Center, or system, mental field, emotional field, these are fields of interpretation. They are not objective, that's not possible. Yeah, that's the reason why in the dream rave, they're just out because dream rave is not about interpretation. This is something that comes in the moment when we wake up. Yeah, then we have our images, we have our feelings in an instant. But basically information, what dream rave is all about, that's just what it is, it's information. Bringing in form, that's why I love this word. I can think about 
why I am thinking this, and to me being emotional defined as well, why I am experiencing this feeling right now. Does it remind me of something? Where does it belong to? Where does it come from? All of that stuff. So this is the anatomy of the human emotionality. Yeah, self-reflective consciousness. I was teaching this already, but in a short version, just teach first of all, what's the anatomy of the emotional system that we have the chance to understand what it means to feel. And then to see what's the, what's the anatomy of our mental system. Why we are thinking what we thinking, how it comes into our mental awareness and, and so on. And then in the end, how these two fields constantly interacting because this is what they do even in our brain. And then to see if you have a bad feeling, try to have a good thought at the same time. Doesn't work. If you have a good feeling, try to have a bad thought at the same time. It's difficult. Yeah, so they have specific ways how they work together. And this is something that happens in the background. It's totally independent from the chart. In the chart, you can see where you have preferences according to this, where it's more specified in, in your way of thinking and feeling and, and all of that stuff. So this is something that makes sense. But being human, when you would look at the, at the blank body graph, this is how a human being normally is functioning. Everything is there. And that's the reason I always have this. So when you look, that's me. What about this? That's the rest. Mm -hmm. That's me as well. I'm sorry. So it's the same sheet. It's, it's only something different. To see that we can, that we have the chance to learn how we are dealing with our life according to our uniqueness. But in the background, what it means to be a human being, that's always the same to all of us. Yeah, even with an empty root, your para kidneys are working, you can be sure. Yeah. Is it reliable? Therefore, I, I love this word definition, because if you have the profile, this is the character, the definition, these are the characteristics. So the center is working in a specifically defined way. And this is reliable. You don't have to do anything for it. You can take advantage of it. And it's something that guides you. And so this, this is something we can help. The rest is open. So I have no control what, what's happening here. I only can say, okay, sometimes I need to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> this thing, don't disturb me, I'm disturbed enough. So I can relate to that one. <laughs> yeah. The way you were describing when we were looking at the self-reflected consciousness, you know, it being difficult to have a bad thought if you're having a good feeling or have a, you could say like if you're, um, very in touch with your body and your breath, it's going to affect probably how your mind is experiencing things versus when it's not. That type of relationship reminds me a lot about something that I encountered in the teachings of J.I. Gurdjieff, 
where he would refer to humans as three brain beings. And it just occurred to me while you were talking that the three different awareness centers and one of the parts of that teaching was that consciousness involved coming from at least two at the same time. If we're only operating from one place, there's, you could say, maybe a lack of awareness or consciousness of the whole. But when you have both of those in operation, let's say the, the instincts and the emotion or the intellect and the emotion, that there's a relationship there. It just occurs to me as I'm listening to you that he may have been pointing at the same underlying dynamic. Because it's basically human. It's the same tree looking from, from another side, from another perspective, but you can't see anything different. That, that, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, all of these, these people, these books, they are very helpful to get a deeper understanding and to see how things work. Because again, the map is not the territory. We are living in bodies. We have to take care of them. And the body is the tool for consciousness. The same way as when you look at the design of forms and you see the single cell, only two, only two centers, 515. You have the magnetic monopole and you have the design crystal, but there's no place for the personality crystal. So there's no consciousness, it's only form. And the voice said the single cell is an instrument for consciousness and it's a collective circuit so my philosophy is the collection of cells is nothing but the body, the collection of cells. If it is in your rhythm and your aura, all of that stuff will be left out. So every single cell is an instrument to make sure that we can experience what it means to be consciousness in the human form. But the next step to me is just if that's the case and that's the truth, even The coronavirus is nothing but an instrument for consciousness because it's a single cell. And there's the question how the body will dealing with, how people will dealing with, how it changed the consciousness or not. And basically, sickness is a chance to make a quantum leap in consciousness. My favorite example is Freddie Mercury. Without his disease, AIDS, if you listen to the, to the last two CDs they brought out, that's such a depth of wisdom of life, of spirituality, of everything, because of this experience, this weakness. And he was very physical. And he lifted out until the last breath. Even the last videos he took, it was just a few days before he died. The body is an instrument for consciousness. The specific state of the body can allow us to have deeper consciousness according to what's going on in life. So I know that you've referred to the immune system several times now, and I I know some of the teachings that came through Ra, especially around this time and, and the changes that we're going through currently were focused quite a lot on how there would be a major shift and or breakdown in terms of the immunity for us collectively. How do you view what's happening right now? I can hear you talking about this shift that's possible. How are you viewing what's happening now, given that prophecy from Ra? Now, basically, it's also the, the, the mindset people have. 
most people, they are not in this way connected with themselves. They say, okay, it's a virus coming from the outside. It's a doctor from the outside, he has to help me. It's the medicine of the pharmacy had to help me and the insurance has to pay. We were educated in, in this area and specifically in Germany because of insurance, yeah? Paying everything, not everything now, but, but mostly. And then to say, okay, it's, it's not my responsibility. They have to do it. If I have an a headache, I, never pill I take a pill, it works. If there's a virus, I take an injection, it works, hopefully. But most of them, they are oriented outside. And what it has mostly in, in this time, what I experience when I talk with people, because they feel their existence is threatened. Yeah, and this is what the politics are doing, what the medias are doing and, and, and all of this. So, because this is important. Yeah, just to keep pe people silent. And we know from, from the way how the human brain is working, if you are fighting for your existence, the frontal lobe are just dead. So you are not open to logical thinking. Even when I talk with doctors and I talk about something logical, about the immune system, about, about vaccination and all of that stuff, they get aggressive. And so it's just, I said, okay, not my business. To some people, when, when I, I went outside, and very seldom I have this mask, I, I hate it. Maybe there's some, someone just claiming and, and so on. I said, your fear is just diminishing your immune system. You should be patient. Basically, it's easier for the people. Just a vaccination, nothing can happen to me, and I don't have to pay for it. Isn't it great? And I want to have a party again. I want to this and this and this. So that, of course, it's not the whole population, but that's the main thing. And also in, in the medias and television, all of that stuff, there's only one opinion. And therefore, my concern is about democracy, not about the virus. Because we stopped discussion of specific points of view and to see what for the collective could be the best. Yeah, it's just in this way. I know in the States, it, it's much harder. So it's Republican and it's Democrats. So it's just somebody tells me, so asking for a compromise is a sign of weakness. And due to democracy, compromise is strength because it brings things together, a part of this and a part of that. And to make one and one and three, to make something bigger out of it. And here now, we are just straight on this way. You are right. If you are different, you are wrong. And discussion, no. I assume it will come when we will have to confront the first consequences of the vaccinations. Mm -hmm. And we already have it. So many people with chronic fatigue syndrome, problems with their sensory system, and now when they start to, to vaccinate children and why their brain is just in the process of developing and then they get into the chronic fatigue syndrome, diminishing their sensory system. So I hope it will not come to this point. 
but the tendency is there. And what the late consequences might be, I don't know. What women say in terms of their rhythm of menstruation and, and all of that stuff, what is changing. So friends of mine, they are doctors, and they said, I'm vaccinating myself. <laughs> no. Yeah, they said, I wait, I wait, maybe next year. But maybe then it will no longer be necessary. But according to the, to the German law, it's just we have medicines and we have vaccination. And vaccination is not under the point of view to be a medicine. And therefore, legally, it's much easier to do so. And if you can force a population to get a vaccination, you make much more money than with, with antibiotics. Mm. And this is what they try. They felt they already start in in here in Germany. Oh, I think we should think about everybody should be vaccinated once again against tuberculosis, just to protect them. And if they don't open this door, and yet then you have to reactivate, refresh, and, and all of that stuff. So okay, let's keep it outside. Because I work with immunology and I have something that works according to your design, to your individuality from nature. I said, yes, I can understand that you have this opinion and you have this opinion. And this is something that makes you insecure and insecurity makes you weak. And then you think you have to make a decision either to this or to that. I tell them, keep away this, keep away that. Look at you. What's the task of your immune system? How is the immune system working? How will you be able to educate, to train, and to strengthen your immune system so that your system will be according to your individuality? Two years ago, I was in Orlando on an international congress on the immune system, and the chief of the scientific board, I know him personally, and he came up with a slide. I show it to you. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He created that? He had never heard about the human design system. No. And he explained in detail how the immune system is recognizing self, non-self recognition, activating the response to it, and remembering everything. And this remembering is immunity. You can gain immunity independent from the name of the virus. I said, like a sniper, if the sniper is trained and to identify it, the sniper is not interested. What's the name? Just to see, okay, the enemy. And if you don't have the snipers, and if your snipers are not trained, it doesn't work. Or if they are not able to identify the threat being the threat, it can be that it's just fighting against yourself, and then you end up with an autoimmune disease. This is the mechanic in the inside. This is in, in practice how I work with people and what my daily work with clients and so on is, <clears throat> just to see how to help them to strengthen their self, to make the immune system intelligent enough to be able to distinguish between self, non-self, and then out of the strength of the self, just to kill the non-self. 
Yeah, even heavy metals are non-self, sorry. Yeah, so a lot of things our body has not identified or learned to deal with. And then we have it in our tissues, we have it in our in the liver or somewhere else. This is how I started. And it was also my interest for astrology because we are all different. And vaccination, it's against differentiation. It's just homogenization with all of this. And even the, the, the vaccinations against all of these child disease there was a doctor here in Germany, he said, that's the reason why we have so many children in bodies of adults. Because they didn't have their child diseases. They didn't have the chance by this disease to make a step, to make a loop, to make just, to get across. A child which has the chance to get measles, to be um, supported in the way it, it should be, in a natural way. So afterwards, it's a different child. Mm -hmm. I had it with my, my daughter, completely different. And we take away chances from people. We have to see how it works, how it will work out, what are the consequences, the later consequences, mm -hmm. and also for the next generations. Yeah, because for, due to the, to the vaccinations decades ago uh, against every child disease in Germany, now we have the third generation being vaccinated and we see the weakness of the immune system, the inability to work with something in a sense being normal. It's so limited. Yeah. We are free. We can make a decision for ourselves as long as it's possible. So. Mm -hmm. I can really feel the difference in the way you're talking about it, that there's this collective, some of these collective practices you know, I'm a very individually oriented kind of design and I can just feel the weakening effect of it. I can almost feel yeah. it in my own body. And it sounds like what you're really talking about is a highly specialized, highly differentiated way of being able to strengthen and optimize your unique immunity. It almost seems like we've gotten to a point in time where it's not a, it's not sort of a luxury anymore feels like a point of survival even more poignantly now than ever, perhaps. Yeah, it's a big shift and we will see where it leads to. If it will also lead to the diminishing of the population or on this planet. Mm -hmm. So maybe, yeah. I don't know. I can only make a decision for myself if it resonates to me or not. When people ask me, I said, because out of design, the ego circuit is the body, and that's not about the mind. It's nothing to do with it. And the left side, so to the well-being of the splenic center the, of the ego circuit, is about security. So there's the question, do you feel secure? And people have to make a decision according to their security. If they feel secure by vaccination, they should do it. If they feel secure by staying away from vaccination, they should stay away. So that, that, that's physically, that's that's not, not mentally. And this is something that helps me. It's also the, the understanding of design. It helps me to help people. And not to say you shouldn't do this and that's wrong and I give you all these arguments and, and all of that. No, no. I said, hey, physically, 
But this is one point I said, even by, by vaccination against child's diseases, because the with classical homeopathy, it's really crazy. So the mother was just giving the vaccination or allowing giving the vaccination to the child. Two days later, coming into my practice, I vaccinated my, my child. Can you do anything against it with homeopathy? And I said, why have you done this? And then after a while, because the doctor said, because they just threatened yeah, it's your fault if your child would die because you didn't and all of that stuff. So it's only fear, fear, fear. When there was a question, okay, I just ask you, should I vaccinate my child? And I said, what gives you security? Because if you are constantly insecure, dealing with your child, that's not good to your child. Security is a much higher value to this. So if the vaccination gives you the security, which is important for your child, then your child has to be vaccinated. But then I say, you have to be clear, your child will be vaccinated against your fear, not against what happens to the child. Yes. Yeah, that is self-reflected consciousness. Mm -hmm. And to say, okay, you should think about this. Do you want to vaccinate your child against your fear or something different? And then to see if then the mother would say, yes, I do it, go ahead. That's not about morality. That's the physiology. Yeah, it's so interesting. Right before we got on the call with you, we were talking about, we were actually talking about Incarnation Cross and how, you know, there's this question that we'll get sometimes or we'll hear people talking about. It's sort of like you're born on your cross and then it, you know, is it there from the beginning? Do you have access to it, you know, all of your life? And something that's occurring to me now, just listening to you talk about the experiences we can go through in the body and how that develops our consciousness in a way that it feels related to me, to the incarnation cross, that yes, we come in with it. And yet there's all of this experience for us to have through our physical body for that cross to develop itself to mature okay. as whatever it is throughout our lifetime into the, you know, the full form of whatever it's going to be. Is that how you see it? Yeah. yeah. See it? Ra once said the, the incarnation cross is like a costume and ha you have to grow into it. So that's the best description I have. Mm -hmm. So to fill it out in the end, what's the most fascinating part of me, for me of every incarnation cross is we know that every single gate belongs to a specific amino acid. So your cross is already in its chemistry active in your body, constantly, constantly, constantly. And therefore, this is how resonating, resonance principle is working because you're emitting this frequency, it's vibrating in you. And if there's a resonance you get in contact with, have a physical feeling, and say, yeah, I'm sure it was one of the reasons why the I Ching was so fascinating to me right from the start. In my youth, so my friends, they said, what's that? They had other things to look at and then so on. And then I, it was astrology and tarot and Enneagram and, and Chakra and Kabbalah and all of that. Ra. Ra was telling it to me because in this, the mystical path, the four definitions, there's nothing inside in my chart. 
but the two sons in the judgment, the channel of judgment. And he said to me, you are here to judge all the collective systems if they are of service to the collective. It was in the beginning. And then he said to me, and now you have to do it with the design system. There's a funny thing, I have goosebumps. It was before we know about the crosses. When the very first German translation of the Rafe I Jing came out by Jürgen Zaupe, and he came to Ibiza, I was on, with, sitting together in his finca with, with Ra, and Jürgen showed up. And he opened the box and said, here, the, the, the German translation, the box, and so on. And Ra took the very first thing, handed it over to me, and said, that's a gift for you. And later I asked him to write something in. And he wrote in, first see the whole picture and then act and you will be of great service. He didn't know my cross. I didn't know my cross. We had no idea of crosses. So it come later. But then I just said it to him and so he said, yes, I know. That's it. it was already there. And then what he said, okay, you have, it's up to you. 70%, both sons, you have to check if this system is of service to the collective. Yeah, it was according to the systems, nervous system, cardiovascular system, immune system, digestive system. And I was always thinking about yeah, the nervous system. You have to do something on the nervous system. People asking about the nervous system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it was more and more obvious to me that it's something that had parts then to see, like now, self-reflected consciousness. It's a part of it. And another topic is another part of it. This is something that cannot be, be seen as uh, like the, the hormonal system or so in this way. It's, it's something more because these are our antennas in the body to the outside. It's much more. And it has parts and it has fractals and... And then I said, okay, I do it step by step, this aspect, this aspect, this aspect. And it brought me to the point to step deeper into the function of the brain. So how we memorize things, how we create thoughts, where they come from, how they're connected and so on. How does it relate to our emotional field in our brain? Not automatically in terms of our solar plex center, because that's that's something more yeah for just give you one example if you have the solar plex system in the middle you have the diaphragm and there you have the breathing yeah what the diaphragm is doing like this mm -hmm. so and then above you have for example the 63 the 63 is the same amino acid than 37 22 36 the moment you are doubting your diaphragm gets stuck. Yeah, that's one of the mechanisms. Just huh? Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So it has an effect on how all of the things get because here it says stop. And then you can see how devastating too much doubting can be to your emotionality and so on. So there are a lot of aspects just to see. You don't have to have it activated. It's just something that happens inside of us. To have the possibility to understand it, to see it, to be able to show it so that people can understand it. 
that's something that gives people the chance to set them free. See, that's normal. And if you understand this relationship with this, just to see, it's much better to be focused on your emotions than, than to doubting everything. Yeah, and then you see understanding circuit, sensing circuit, knowing circuit, travel circuit, they yeah. work together. Life is not working in circuits the way we know. Every circuit describes all the gates which are obeying the same energetic basic law. Mm-hmm. That's it, over. Mm-hmm. And this gives us a chance to understand it much better and deeper. But life isn't working this way. If you look at the sacral, the root, and the G, when we sleep, it goes here and here. That's the normal way how it works. It's not normal it goes this or it has to come from here, no. The normal way is this. The same above. The normal way is this. And then throat. Because that's the way the brain is working. That's the way the body is working. And it's not something that has to be activated in the body graph because that's how life is going. Right. Mm-hmm. Then to see that from my perspective, it gives us a deeper understanding for what it means to be a human being and to have a deeper understanding about our thinking, a deeper understanding about how we get stuck or not. And, and there are many thing, things more, of course, to accept it, not to fight again. I don't want it, or it's wrong, or, or something like that. No, no, nothing wrong. And then to see that's the way we can work with. Thank you for sharing so much with us. This has really been fascinating. And I think the dedication and the depth that you bring to your work really shows. I really appreciate your perspective. And all Thank you. If people wanted to reach out or contact you, could you say a little bit about like what you're open to, what you're available for, and where they might be able to find you? Basically, of course, I do readings. And on the other hand, I'm specialized in 12 years in helping people on the physical plane to get healthy, to stay healthy in a natural way. So to treat them according to their individuality on the physical plane. Therefore, I I didn't quit with classical homeopathy. I have seen that classical homeopathy is always something that is oriented towards a specific topic, area, whatsoever, but never the totality. And what I'm working with on the natural way, it's a tiny little amino acid sequence from Mother Nature. They figured out the, the scientists and they work with it is something as a musician, I see it as the conductor. And this was something I was always looking for. Yeah, because the orchestra, these are the single cells. These are the tools out of this. And every single instrument has only, okay, this is my part. This is what I have to do as a single cell. So I don't know what is his task. I don't know how it belongs to this and so on. And when you go to the concert that you just recognize how it sounds before it starts, (laughs) everything like this. Mm -hmm. And then one person enters the room and not playing an instrument, not having an instrument, but it's the only person who's able to read the score. Oh, that's the way it was meant to be. And it's the only person who knows the tempo, knows the volume, knows when to make a break, when to start again. And now, most important, 
It's able at the same time to say to one part of the orchestra, step back a little bit, come on, get a little bit more. Whatever you take, even out of nature, either pushes your system or suppress something, but always in totality. And this is something that can make it like this. Mm. According to your personal needs, because you, because you are different than I. And the conductor is able to do so. And this was changing my perspective because when I was working with classical homeopathy with brilliant effects as well, as well as something I didn't know why it didn't work, but afterwards now it does. To see if I take a mineral or a plant, even in a high potency, I'm always in a limited frequency. Every mineral, every plant whatsoever. The conductor can say, okay, that's not the question of something more or less. This is regulation. This is what we have to do. And this is what the scientists figured out that the three major components we already always had with our immune system was recognizing, responding, remembering. Hmm. Yeah, immunity. So, and then how the immune system is working by the way, it's the same way how the emotional system is working. It's the same way how the mental system is working. We remember something and we are reacting according to what we remember. You know, the facts I have learned, the emotional experience I have made. Yeah, this is coming out of this. If this is something that's weird, so our reaction will be weird every time, every time, every time. So we need a different experience. So that we are able. And the scientists, they said, okay, there's something missing on top, regulation. Mm. Who's regulating this? Mm -hmm. And regulation needs intelligence. And intelligence is something that can be trained. And most immune systems of people, in order to distinguish between self and non-self, they are not very intelligent in regulation. And I experience people who are just on the physical plane taking advantage of this capacity. They experience themselves and other people as well much more often to say no. And they don't know even why. It's just physically, no, it's not me. Yeah, before it was, uh, okay, yes, but all of this. If we have the strength within us and the self is as strong as possible and able to identify the non-self, which is quite a lot, <laughs> and to know how to deal with it. It's a completely different quality of life. There to see how things are working. And uh, since I'm working with both parts, I have the feeling I'm walking on two legs because I have the intellectual knowledge mechanically I have the physical ability to do something in physical reality. When they ask for, let's say, physical health uh, whatsoever, so I know what to do, so I don't need the body graph. But there are some situations where I say, first, please pass me your data. I have to take a look at something. Mm. And the magic is when, when both comes together. And that's the score. Yes. Yeah. So if the conductor in my body is reading the score and says, that's the way how it meant to be. No, that's not. 
and this has to be a little bit stronger or it's too, hey, come on, get a little bit back. So now it's balanced, now it's fine. And this is something that in each of us, we're absolutely different. But the magic is that the same conductor, maybe yesterday he was conducting a symphony of Beethoven in, in the Elbphilharmonie, the, the new building we have. And maybe tomorrow he is in Melbourne and conducting uh, a symphony of Mozart. And the next day, the same conductor is in New York and conducting whatsoever, a musical. The conductor is always the same is standing outside, having the intelligence to read the score and to see, okay, that's the way it has to be brought into. And to me as a musician, that's the holy instrument. And the soul has to play its song. And if this instrument isn't right, the song cannot be clear and cannot be right. So this is something that helps to clear the body, the physical world, to allow the song of the soul to be heard in its clearness using this instrument we call body. This is what I'm doing today and working with this internationally as well. It came to this point the same way as I, I came to design. I was missing something. And then I still, on the physical plane, I was missing something because it wasn't individual enough in a specific sense. I got in contact with this. And then to see, even for me, because I suffered from several things still, which were not being able to be altered or changed by classical homeopathy. Anything, nothing. But with this, okay, that's mother nature. Yeah, the, the design system is a female system. It comes from mother nature. The amino acid sequence comes from mother nature. It's female. And female means to be receptive. And this is the basic. We all have the magnetic monopole. It's a second gate. No matter if we are male or female, we are here to receive life. We are not making it. We are here to receive it. If our individuality is as pure as possible, according to our individual design, everything falls into place. And to experience this in my life, in my, in my work now, it's about 30 years. That's a gift. That's a real gift. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to the future. Yeah, because there was always, okay, that's the end. No. <laughs> no, 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 the universe comes up with something on top. Yes. So I have to be a service. And so you're available for analysis work, consulting work, and that what you're describing to work with people in that health context? Of course. Okay. Basically in the health context. As an addition to what we mentally know. To make it short, I was invited to Russia, Ekaterinburg, it's close to Asia, for three weeks to, to give seminars, health-related seminars. I stayed there for a while. Beautiful people, beautiful place. I did the main seminars on the weekend, Friday to Monday. During the week, we had several workshops in the evening. But during the day, I was just open for consultation, for readings whatsoever, so just there. 
something about 90% of the people, they showed up because they suffered from diabetes, high blood pressure, rheumatic disease, allergies, you name it. And I was really shocked. Hmm. Yeah, because they know their PHS strategy, they do it, they know their design and so on, and, and so and so and so. And this was the reason when both sides come together, because until this point, I said, okay, if somebody wants a reading, it's a reading. If somebody wants a treatment, it's a treatment. It was successful, successful. And in this moment, I had my initiation. Maybe there was some someone with your definition sitting in my aura. Boom. It was obvious to me they belong together. That's the reason why the, it came to me. It's of service, not only to me. I have checked it. It is of service to the collective and to offer it. And then I made one evening, I said to, to her, he, she was uh, running the institute. I said to her, we have to do one evening about this. I have to tell the people. So I did. And to all of them, it was like, boah, what's that? And now the funniest thing. Then we get in contact with people in Ekaterinburg. They were already working with it. They know it. Yes, I know it. Yes, I do it. And it was great to interact with them. And I had it when I was in Estonia. I had the same health related. So, and then one evening I talked about this and there was a doctor flying into Estonia to the seminar. And she said, yes, I know. I'm working since years with it. It goes into the world by word of mouth. So there's not no advertising and so on because this is something it's individual and to me it's like a reading a reading is not a collective process a reading is a personal intimate process to me mm -hmm. and so therefore if somebody has health concerns and maybe most people i always had to deal with they tried everything it didn't work and in the end i should do it thank you very much. <laughs> And to say, this requires time, patient, listening to it. It's an, it's an intimate process being oriented towards one's uniqueness and individuality. And then to see what the solution can be. Then I make my recommendations and then people have all the information they need and they can make a decision. So that's the way it works. I feel specifically fulfilled. Yeah, really fulfilled that there was something missing for so long on the physical plane, the reality. And now, because I was in resonance, yeah? My chemistry was in resonance to what could be of service to me. And so I, I met this Spanish doctor from Spain, from Barcelona, and uh, she told me about it. It's, it's my biography. It was always an, a personal, intimate contact to someone to dive deep into it, to make an exchange to it. Mm -hmm. And so then it come and then to be educated, like I was with my, the old lady in classical homeopathy, private education, the old master novice thing, the same thing with Ra, this intimate relationship then, and then with this doctor. And th this was something that shows me that's the right thing I should think about it, work with, make my experience, check it out, and then to see if it's of service to the collective, then it's my task to bring it out into the collective. That changed. Whenever I, I stepped into a new country, the last one was Romania, uh, Bulgaria. 
in Bulgaria. I talked to the woman who was running the business there and said, okay, I do the courses, but one evening I tell something about the physical equivalent to this because they have to know it. And this combination, even to them, they are glad they have it. They're working with them for themselves, for other people. So, and then to be able to help people on, to walk on two legs. And for some people, it's, it's enough they know, they know their design, it's okay. For other people, it's enough that they get healthy, they're not interested in all of that, so it's okay. It's something I have as tools. I can take what I want, whatever I want, and, or on the other hand, what's helpful, what's needed, what's of service. Because I didn't know the human design system exists, I get in contact with it. I didn't know classical homeopathy to exist, even how to write it, never heard about it. I get in contact with it. I didn't know this exists, I get in contact with it. I'm really wondering what I will get in contact with in 10 years, because I don't know. Yeah, so that's it. My incarnation cross, I'm born in the, in the fourth quarter of mutation. So mutation doesn't ask if it pleases, doesn't ask if it's allowed. Mutation, it's something, poof, that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so my metabolism is open for mutation, yeah, basically, because this is where I come from. And this quarter is not about content. This quarter is about energy. This is about mutation. What brings mutation to me, according to the cross of service, can be something that brings mutation to people, to lives, to the world, whatsoever. That's the thing. Because I feel this metabolism, I know why so often I just feel, and I could say, hey, right now I'm really prepared for a mutation. Come on. <laughs> and that's the reason when it never will work. So, yeah. it, so, it's always, if you are not prepared, it's unpredictable. It's so, and therefore I said, okay. That, that's what Ra was, was always saying. If you want to make the gods laugh, tell them what, what you want to do. Yeah, and I yeah. know this. When I look at my life, I cannot avoid it. I have these thoughts. I would like to. It would be great. And this, it comes different. Relationships, where I live, all of that stuff, never planned. Always the other. I'm really feeling the mirror as you're talking between the two of you with, you know, son in 58, son in 41. <laughs> I really can feel, feel both of those. Yeah. Never quite as we planned. Mm-hmm. Beautiful and never ending. It is. We'll add your website to the show notes so people can find you. If that's okay. Um, there's a big problem. The first thing is that my website didn't work anymore because it was running with the Adobe Flash Player. Oh, right. And mm-hmm. they stopped it. So it was gone. So therefore, a friend of mine, he starts a new one. But unfortunately, First of all, it's completely in German. Uh, it's called Holistic Human Health. It was just when everything started, I said, I want to have this name because it's ha ha ha, Holistic Human Health. And I was really wondering, nobody wants to have it. And I stayed with it. For English speaking people, it's irritating because it's German. Maybe I have to do something on it in English, because I cannot change everything in English. There's so much work in it. Yeah, yeah. I have description for every reading about four sheets, six sheets. 
so everything i have an audio uh, so that they can hear my voice and mm. say okay it's something i would have like to have a reading and so on what i can do is to make an overview about what i offer mm -hmm. and all of this the the simple thing is uh, everybody can contact me i have several emails addresses with an open g i have a lot of course <laughs> <laughs> it's hds like human design system dot mg like martin grassinger at web de that's a simple thing it would be great if somebody just contacts me to write into the to, to the line what it's all about something with human design because i have every day 300 spam mails if i just move through and there's nothing that just in a sense points to me but i would think about to do something in in, in english as well well we'll at least list that i think people are going to be really excited to hear what you have to say and uh it's obviously something people are really in need of and there are already seminars of mine which i did with zoom the last two years. So the very first with the circuits, the planetary key, the amino acids, they are available in English. Oh, great. Okay. So people can purchase those? Yeah. Okay. That's, a, that's another another link. Okay. I can let you know. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. I think yeah. people would love Because that. Because this is Hume Design System Info. This is our German-speaking area. Ilse Zentler is running this for us and she has a shop and all of my seminars are in there and I do them always in in German and then in English. Thank you Martin so much. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your night. More again yeah. we hope. We stay in touch. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Human Design Collective podcast. If you enjoy the show, please review us and share. You can find us at humandesigncollective.com and explore our course and workshop offerings at courses.humandesigncollective.com. Music for the Human Design Collective podcast is courtesy of Anders Parker. For more information, see the show notes. And please stay tuned for more upcoming episodes on the same channel. Sparklers and shades